Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hey, this is John Lee Dumas of EO Fire and welcome to Master Leadership. Great leaders ask great questions and this podcast takes you on a journey to master leadership with questions that matter to leaders who matter with your host, Lily Sinabria. Hi, this is Lily, and welcome to Master Leadership Through Crisis series, where we will connect with leaders worldwide to gain insights on important questions to help us navigate through rough waters. If you would like to participate as a guest, or if you have a question that you would like to ask a guest, go to masterleadership.org for more information. Our interview will begin right after messages from our sponsors. Discover the anti-budgeting CPA's surprising financial freedom formula for small business owners. As fast as money comes in, it goes right back out. Make solid money decisions and create a positive cash flow. Start with these 25 tips to making and keeping more money available from Maddie Brown, CPA at SmashingNumbers.com. Systems thinking expert, futurist, and thought leader, Kimberly Faith, is on a mission to help companies and individuals deal with complexity, transformation, and change. Translating big picture connections to tangible awareness and action steps, she gives people the confidence to shift the direction of old entrenched ways of doing and thinking to create the new reality they want. An engaging speaker, trainer, master facilitator, and executive coach, Kim brings experience that ranges from strategic facilitation and systems thinking to leadership development, communication skills, and personal branding. Her easygoing style and sense of humor has made connecting with people around the globe a fun and fluid part of her journey for more than 20 years. Kim calls herself a systems renegade and works to help people recognize the power they have to buck old systems and create new ones that support the life they truly want to be living. Welcome, Kimberly Faith. How are you? I am great. I'm so glad to be here, Lily. Thank you for the invitation. Well, we're so happy to have you on our podcast. You're a fellow podcaster, correct? I am. I am. So I know all the work that goes in with that. So I have much admiration for you. You know what's behind the scenes. Are you ready to pour into our listeners? I am. Absolutely. Fantastic. So tell us a bit about your path to leadership and what you're doing now. Okay. So um, my path to leadership really has a lot to do with systems thinking, which I'm not sure many of your listeners have heard about, but it's actually a discipline for being able to see the bigger picture and the smaller picture all at the same time and being able to zoom in between the two. So that's really where I've spent most of my life. And I've done that in the business world. I've done that with women. I've done that with um, diversity initiatives. I've done that with community groups. So that is my path for leadership. I think each one of us are kind of called to step into whatever our purpose is here in life. And that was mine. And so stepping into your purpose, you're very clear on what your purpose is. I am. How did you get there to that clarity? You know, um, as I've been listening to everybody go through what we're going through right now, I had my crisis 10 years ago, um, Lily. When I was in 2008, 2009, 
Um, I had a small business. I was very excited about life and through a whole series of events, um, one after the other, I ended up losing everything. My business closed. I lost everything personally and professionally. So I went through a crisis back in 2008, 2009, where I had to literally, I had nowhere to go. Um, I had reached such rock bottom that I had nowhere to go but up. And so I have spent the past 10 years digging my way out of that and becoming very clear about what's important to me. And if anything, that's really helped me know what to say, I think, to some people now that's facing some of that because it gave me great clarity. Tell us what you're doing now. So now I am a trainer, a coach, a consultant, and an author. And I have published a book called Your Lion Inside for Women. Um, it's won six awards. I just received the sixth award the other day. And Thank you. It was a labor of love. And, you know, I've been in this consulting business since I was in my 20s. So it's not like it's new to me, but I'm at a place now that I'm more solid than I've ever been and very clear about how to support other people, especially um, women. And how can we reach you? Uh, you can reach me. My website is KimberlyFaith.com. Anybody who wants to learn more about the book, I have a number of resources at YourLionInside.com. And on Facebook, along with you, you can find me at Kimberly Faith Author. In fact, during this whole COVID situation, I've been doing videos almost every day to just short snippets of 10, 15 minutes of inspiration to support people as they go through it. I see your sweet dog in the background there. See her? As long as she's here, she's not yapping. She's good. There you go. Um, all right. So Kimberly Faith, so it's K-I-M-B-E-R-L-Y Faith.com. Yes. Yes. Perfect. Yes. Now, at the time of this interview, we're at the tail end of the global pandemic, but also in the U.S., we have this racial crisis. So tell me how this has affected you, your organization, your family. Certainly, everybody's come to a screeching halt. I mean, most of my life was traveling, so I was usually traveling two to three weeks a month all over the world. I've taught in Singapore and Dubai and France, and I've taught all over the world, and I actually have a great passion for this global sisterhood, the notion of the fact that I've been a big proponent of support of diversity all my life, to be honest with you, Lily. That's been really, really important to me. So coming to a screeching halt and not traveling at all now for almost 10 weeks um, has been a shock and trying to learn how to switch everything to virtual has been a shift. I mean, I'm sure that's impacted you yes. as well. Yes, so, absolutely. And so I think we're all coming to terms with um, how do we live in this new reality and how do we continue to embrace it and how do we get to know ourselves better? So Lily, I don't know about you, but we couldn't run away from ourselves anymore. We couldn't, busyness couldn't get in our way. I mean, anything that we've been avoiding, we all had to face. Does that resonate? Absolutely. But we've had a choice whether to face it or not, right? People can absolutely continue in their mud, but you and I and the people that listen are also the type of people that want to learn. Now, I know that you have a podcast. Tell us about your podcast. Sure. So I started a podcast called The Sisterhood Report, um, and you can find that all over iTunes and the regular podcast areas, or you can go to the website, thesisterhoodreportpodcast.com. And my goal was, so please know that I work with both men and women. I've coached men and women all over the world. Um, I do a lot of executive coaching from early career all the way up to the CEO C-suite level. And I started this podcast because, Lily, I found that women especially, we didn't have the time to connect the dots for the larger story. Um, that we were so busy with all the responsibilities that we had. And what I was noticing is that there were larger stories, larger patterns that were really important for us to notice. And so that was my vision when I first started was highlighting whether it was generational patterns, whether it was community patterns, whether it was the way that we thought 
and that was really the purpose of the podcast. I believe that hope for humanity is hidden in the hearts of women. And I believe that when women step up and actually bring that passion and that heartfelt belief that knowing that we have, knowing with a capital K, I believe that we have the ability to change the world. So what you just said, that hope for humanity is in the hearts of women, I got the goosies, I got the chills, because I absolutely believe that to be true. You spoke about larger stories, and the larger stories are in the hearts. Yes, and that's what's so difficult, because we've been in a time right now, in the past thousand years plus, that everything's been very head-centered. It's been very much led by the masculine leadership principles. So Lily, what I operate under is the fact that we all have both the masculine and the feminine leadership principles inside. And part of our journey in life is figuring out how to balance those. So for your listeners out there, I'm not talking about just men and women. I'm talking about there's been plenty of women that have a lot of masculine leadership principles. But what I'm talking about is as we shift into this time where the feminine leadership principle comes up, because women have a deep sense of knowing, we have a heartfelt courage, and because our kind of knowledge and knowing wasn't always provable or driven by data, we missed a very important part of what it is that we bring to the table. And I think that's what we're seeing in a shift. I'd be curious to see what you think, Lily, but I think we're watching this shift that if we could tap more into what we have an intuitive knowing of, that we actually could help society avoid some of the crisis that we continue to face over and over and over again. I mean, I would love to know what you think about that. Well, I, I think a lot about it. You know, I come across women like yourself who are aware. When I think about the heart, I also think about how often we walk in this world as humans and our hearts are veiled with some deep things that we haven't really dealt with because we either don't have the time, we're too fearful. All those things I know I've felt and I've done for years, or we aren't aware and we don't walk into our purpose. But in order to do that, we have to do the work, right? Yes. Do the work. Three of the most powerful words. People ask me all the time, what do you do? And I do the work. When we do Mm -hmm. the work, those three words, big meaning, we can break through some of those things that are holding us back. And we haven't dealt with these emotions, Lily. Um, This is something that I talk a lot about when I'm with corporations and they don't like this F word, feelings, right? (laughs) And we have to deal with it. And feelings are a dashboard to something much deeper. And when we truly understand that and tap into that power, that's when I believe that we can go to the next level. For we as women, part of our journey right now is to courageously beginning to tap into that side of the emotion and the power of that because we've been taught for a long time don't bring feelings here it doesn't matter i think we can talk about this for hours is the truth you're speaking to my heart as well because this is part of the work that i do so thank you so much for bringing this up now kim what quotes or advice has helped you most during crisis you know i was looking at that question that you were so gracious to share with us to think about beforehand and i have a quote about day by day decision by decision and that simple kind of mantra there, day by day, decision by decision, because I think we as people, we want to know things so far ahead. I don't know about you, but I would love to know what the end of the year is going to look like because it's been a challenge. I mean, it's been a challenge to just make it through these few months because I had the whole year booked. You know, my daughter just graduated from college in December. She just moved away and started her first full-time job in January. So I had a whole plan for the year and then bam, overnight, crushed, right? And trying to learn to live in the now and simply take it day by day, decision by decision has been a big lesson in those few words for me. 
Um, because anytime I feel anxiousness bubble up, I keep going back to day by day, decision by decision. You know, that's how we move forward. So that's one of many that I could share. I love that because it kind of pulls you back. Like I dream a lot and I battle in my dreams. And sometimes I wake up so exhausted, Kim, so exhausted. And it's like, I, why are you battling though, I'm, Lily? Maybe I'm, your dreams have a message. I don't know. I'm trying to figure that out. Maybe you can help me. But it's waking up exhausted and then facing the day and having to reset. And this is another journey in my life, but resetting. Sure. And I love that day by day, decision by decision. And I would add to this moment by moment as well. I love um, that. Because sometimes that's what we have to do. I um, love that. And this, I think what this whole crisis has taught all of us is um, we've got to find new ways to be able to keep ourselves grounded. So like I have a set of mantras and I bloom my chakras. Um, I do a lot of work each morning and each night to keep myself grounded because right now, I mean, the world can just swoosh you all around. Um, I've talked a long time about treating each one of us as like a mighty oak of leadership that we have to have very firm roots that are grounded so that the bigger that our branches are and the more impact that we have, if we are not grounded, we can't weather the storm. Yes. And I think each of us finding a personal practice about how do we weather the storm is what we're each being invited to do right now. I love these conversations. This just energizes me. So there's a, a little selfishness in me of why I do this, but also bringing your awareness, bringing your message is important. Now, many use the term lifelong learner. What does that mean to you? And what are you learning now? You know, that really made me laugh because you were not going to believe this. But my first job out of college, I was hired at a chamber of commerce. I was in my 20s. And one of my first jobs there, I was facilitator of lifelong learning. I kid you not, that was my title. And because that was the basic premise, when I was taught by Dr. Peter Singe and many on his staff, it was all about committing to be a lifelong learner. For listeners who don't know who he was, he wrote the book, The Fifth Discipline. And he's part of what made this whole concept of systems thinking popular back in the 90s. And so lifelong learning for me meant to always kind of keep yourself thinking differently. So they talked a lot about this concept of mental models. And so mental models for me are the lens through which we see the world. What happens is that we don't even realize that we have the lenses on. And so what happens to us when we don't even make a commitment to lifelong learning is we're going through life with these lenses. And what we don't realize is that we have tons of lenses on. Um, I mean, I could probably have 15 or 20 of them on. But what's dangerous is that we don't realize that we have them on. So what lifelong learning meant to me was that early on to continue to read and learn things that are outside of your norm to keep your brain from getting in those ruts, because that's what happens is our brain and our psyche becomes in the same rut. We see the same thing and talk about the same things all the time. So ever since then, I've always been reading things that are way outside of my norm. I mean, I'm always reading things about archaeological discoveries, quantum physics, um, neuroscience. I mean, I push myself to things that I can't even comprehend because it keeps my brain nimble and it makes me keep looking at all these new kind of lenses that I have. So that's what it means to me. I really did laugh because that's one of my favorite phrases ever. I love this. Hey leaders, stay tuned for the rest of the interview following this brief message. Most of us sit and we sit a lot, eight to 10 hours each day. Unfortunately, we're not designed to sit. 
The result of this mismatch between our hunter-gatherer bodies and our sedentary, chair-centric society is an epidemic of poor posture, weakened core muscles, and back pain. Worse, sitting passively slumped all day leads to increased rates of diabetes, heart disease, even cancer. Sitting eight hours per day robs the average person of two years of life. Luckily, it turned out that sitting isn't the real problem. The real culprit is sitting still. And while we can't get away from sitting, we can get away from sitting still. Dr. Turner Osler created a new type of chair that revolutionizes sitting by promoting movement while sitting. Purchase this chair at QOR360.com and begin your journey of active sitting. Now, the fifth discipline, I read that. Are you in the education realm? No. So here's what happened is the whole discipline of system thinking is really, I think, still held hostage in academia. So I love the purpose that academia serves in the world. And I know that you've got a big background in education. What I have done is taken very complex subjects and knowledge from the academic world, and I translate it into everyday language. So I've been working in the business world for most of my life. And so I translate all of that. I have a whole series of even illustrations that are on my website that take these complex subjects and make them readily available. Mm. You know what the world of academia and education is like. Sometimes it can be a little blocked. A little? That's so kind of you. You know, what's funny is so I see systems. So when I actually see the personality of systems, so I've now had the chance to work with 24 different industries in my life. And so academia has a personality of its own. Healthcare has a personality of its own. Tech has a personality of its own. You know, I could go through all of the different systems. And in my head, I see these systems as personalities, just like I see you and I. So that was the thing is that you can kind of see all of these systems and sometimes they get stuck. And so I've worked very hard on translating some of the best of the knowledge that I know can be helpful to others, but taking it out of the heaviness that might be in the academic. Yeah, here's a difficult question, but it's coming up for me. You're a systems person. And right now we're confronting or learning about how systems are broken, especially when it comes to racism. What's one thing we can start to do to help turn that around? Well, I believe that's already started, Lily. I think everybody's being asked right now to really take a look at their own personal beliefs. So this was a little bit challenging for me because it's been understanding diversity and appreciating diversity has been a lens that I've worn my whole life because I was raised pretty much in the South. And so I came face to face with it very early on in my life. So I've been actively fighting it and actively work to break those barriers from, I mean, I can remember conversations from when I was 10 years old so for the rest of us, it's having a really honest conversation about where are we still blocked. And it's also understanding and moving from this either or mentality that the world is addicted to, to a both and mentality. So this is really, really important. We as a society tend to want to grasp onto the answer, capital T, capital H, capital E. And we want to hold that up as the answer to fix everything, when rarely are things that simple. So what we're being asked to now is that this both and, we can begin to say, yes, I have not seen things clearly because it has not been in my space and we need to address the system and we need to reimagine things that are entirely new. 
So this is one of the biggest things that I work with leadership on is releasing this either or polarized position. We see it everywhere, okay, this polarity to a both and. Where are we getting stuck either or to move into both and? Great, that's helpful. Thank you so much. Now, Kim, when you think of leadership today, what most concerns you and what are you most hopeful about? What most concerns me, so I've been watching this trend for the past 10 years. I'm often brought in to teach leadership about systems thinking so that they can begin to have an idea of the bigger picture. What startled me, Lily, I'll be honest with you, I've lost sleep over this. Over the past five years, I have seen a growing trend that people are unable to connect the dots to the larger story, that the events in life have become so big that we are pushed down to only see the events. And rarely are we taking the time to go up on the mountaintop and see the bigger picture and to see some of the connections. And what startled me was that if our leadership is having trouble doing that, then how are the rest of us going to have a chance? That's, my, that's one of my biggest concerns. Right. One of my biggest hope, for me, hope is an acronym and it stands for Harness Our Power Every Day. Um, that's really wait, wait, I'm writing that down. Hold on. Okay, Harness Our Power Every Day. Every I love day. it. Because there's this pervasive set of powerlessness and victimhood that seems to be sinking into our society. And that was something that I even had to personally work to get out of. I was brought up in a time in a world of saying, Kim, you, you know, you came from not much. Your family's always been an issue of survival. You'll never get past that. Just accept the place that you've been in in life. We hear these stories and it's really easy. In fact, that's a large part of what my book is about. Is how do we shift out of that? So when I think of hope, it's not this airy, light, flighty kind of emotion. It's a real genuine understanding of harnessing our power every day. And that I think is so critical as we move forward because our leaders need to be able to express vision of what does not yet exist. Vision of what does not yet exist. And that means that we need to also harness imagination. Absolutely. And I saw your passion for creativity because this issue of vision, we've almost forgot how important it is. So much of what we're going through right now is because we continue to be stuck on the old way of things in the past. I did just a video the other day about why don't we start imagining a world without war? Why don't we start imagining a world without racism? If we don't set, change our focus, okay, into something else, into this entirely new vision, then we're going to continue to drag the past in with us. Does that make sense, Lily? Yes, it sure does. I love that because it also means that we have to intentionally take time to do that. And as yes. leaders, sometimes we struggle with that. We You're struggle absolutely. with giving that the importance that it needs, that creativity, that imagination. Well, and so... Here we've been in a quarantine or at home now for two and a half, almost three months. My associates in Seattle that were hit first, I mean, they're going into over three and a half months. So now we've all been pushed to being here by ourselves a lot. And instead of tuning into media, which there's a matter of this balance issue, media is important, um, the social media, being aware, but then being reflective. Right. And that's the thing is, are we keeping that in balance in our life? Go spend some time with a blank piece of paper and start imagining a world the way you believe the world should be. And the more of us that begin to do that, we will begin to manifest it. Thought creates reality. I love it, love it, love it. All right, so here, you can either choose a question from a former guest or you can share a challenge, a struggle, a failure that you learned from. Oh my, that's a long, long list there. You know, I was really by your phrase when you were promoting the podcast about greater significance. 
and I wanted to tie into that, but I wanted to ask you a question first. Is that okay, Lily? Of course. You're such a podcaster. <laughs> Forgive me. <laughs> when you use this phrase, greater significance, what was driving you? Because that really was the essence why you were even doing these podcasts. You wanted to encourage people to reach that level of greater significance. What does that mean to you? I love that question. And I'll respond by saying that I have a strong connection with my faith and I'm a Christian. And so connecting with my higher power, connecting with God and letting the blessings and the abundance, receiving that, first of all, that I am fearfully and wonderfully made. And by the way, I had to have that tattooed just to remember and being an abundant center for divine distribution. That to me is significant. Like a merchant ship bringing food from afar, I can laugh at days to come. That to me is a life of significance. Things are flowing to me and through me to reach out to others and just embrace and love and be curious about humanity and the beauty in that. I love that. Well, okay. So, you know, I was actually born Kimberly Faith. Kimberly Faith was my middle name. And then as I got older, I stepped into that being my complete lane. So that's why I go by it now, Kimberly Faith. And I have a deep faith as well. But I also work with people who have faith of religions all over the world. And what I've come to understand with this whole issue of greater significance is tapping into that divinity that I believe that is within all of us so that we can become a bright light to shine for the world. What's interesting is that I, uh, no matter what religion we are and no matter what country we are, is that we have been taught to play small. Mm-hmm. This is a pervasive undercurrent. Okay, and not only with with women, uh, even though you'll see in the book, um, why are we acting small like a cat when we have the strength of a lion inside? But that's been something I found out with us all. We've been taught to play small, Lily. And whether it comes from our religion or whether it comes from our culture or whether it comes from the industry that we're in. And what I want to do is inspire people to realize that playing small doesn't serve anyone. The brighter we each shine, the more light the world has. And yet it takes time and work to be able to step out of that smallness. And there's a big difference between arrogance and stepping into understanding that you are here to serve the world. I'm not about making us big for just ourselves, for the self-centered self, but I am about stepping into the absolute beauty and divinity of what each one of us are so that we can be a greater influence to the world. And if there's ever been a time that the world needed more light, it is now. Absolutely love that. We are kindred spirits here. We are. I knew, Lily, I only, I only attract people in my life that are connected that way. That's fantastic. Now, as a listener of this podcast, what is a question that you would like a future leadership guest to respond to? I would like them to start responding to how much time they spend on creating a vision, a vision of something that does not yet exist. I think that's really an important element. And daring to dream and not being held back by what we've seen in the past. I get so tired, Lily, of whenever I bring up this issue of saying, let's envision a world without war. People go, oh, well, Kim, that's not possible. Oh, that's pie in the sky. Oh, why don't you be realistic? And I'm thinking, okay, if we don't begin to step out of those old boxes that we have, then there's no way we'll create a new world. And so that's where I think I would encourage your listeners to say, what kind of vision do I have for myself when there are no parameters, there are no rules? What would that new vision look like? I think each day is like a canvas and that we are artists to create whatever that canvas is going to look like that day. How much time do you spend on creating a vision of something that doesn't yet exist? I love that. 
Well, thank you so much. That's a great question. I will ask an upcoming guest. Now, is there anything else you'd like to share with our listeners? The last thing I thought of as I was looking through all of your materials is that we're actually going through a major reset for humanity. I mean, that's kind of like whenever our computers or our phones are acting funny and we have to reboot it because it's acting funny. That's really what we're going through. Right. And I think we're each being asked to step into having more sovereignty over self, um, figuring out what we stand for and being able to lovingly and compassionately stand in that space without all of the chaos that surrounds us, Lily. And that's what I think is going to be the real challenge is there's a lot of pressure from a lot of points right now. And how do we still speak our truth, claim that sovereignty over self while we remain a bright light in the world that is bringing love and compassion? So sovereignty over self would be the phrase that I would ask people to meditate on and think about. That's a big ask and I love it because you challenge our souls. Thank you so much for adding value to me and to our listeners, Kim. Well, Lily, thank you for what you're doing in the world. I know it takes effort to do a podcast and I know it pushes you out of your comfort zone as well. And I learn as much from my guests on podcast as well. So um, it is my honor to be here and serve you and your listeners at this time. Thank you. Have a great day. You too. In closing, here's a quick message. Coaching is the art of influence that underpins leadership in the 21st century. It is the very thing that can get you from being stuck to being extraordinary. So go to masterleadership.org and sign up to get a free coaching session. Until next time, continue to ignite that leader in you.